That's um, the classic hometown breakdown. We always get one iconic parent, in this case, a grandparent, and then we get one parent who hates. I know this podcast is a very big part of your life. You've mentioned it to me multiple times. Kind of a, you know, a bachelor nation groupie. No, 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 hold on with me, Derek. One thing that I said that's false, Derek. Don't insult my intelligence. Hi, Emily. Hi, Kayla. So we have some important updates. We are, you you looked at me like I had nine heads. We are roughly like a week and a half from seeing each other in person for the first time since I think October. That was the last time we saw each other in person. Yeah. Sure Emily is coming to Chicago, everyone. Sure am. I can't wait. That's not to imply that I live in Chicago. I don't. I live in Northwest Indiana. It's time that I be truthful about that. Um, but I am, you can probably in the distance while I record hear the uh, whir of cars going by to get on the highway to Chicago. So despite being across state lines, I feel close to it, you know? Yeah, you but are. It's like, it counts. It's like saying that you like live in the city and then saying that you live like, yeah, like I live in the city, but it's Connecticut. Um, right. I live is, so close to New York. <laughs> right. 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 Which is like everyone, me included, um, right. <laughs> before I lived here. Um, right. yeah, I'm so excited. We're literally going to see each other. We're not going to record an episode. <laughs> I will probably have been record some antics for some bonus content, yeah, but like, like, for yeah. Patreon. Um, just like <laughs> pure, pure off guard conversation. Um, but yeah, gonna be so fun. Gonna I be so wait. fun. And the good news is that, uh, both for this recording and St. Patrick's day is that I am drinking again. I don't think I was drinking for our last recording, Woo! um, which yeah, certainly helps when you talk about the bachelor, if you're, especially this drinking. season, um, brutal and apologies that we haven't been here the last, <laughs> I know we know we're supposed to be bi-weekly. Um, we're now like three weeks from our last episode. <laughs> like, oops, sorry. Um, life happened. You know what I mean? And also this season is really boring. Uh, I'm sorry. It's it, it like, it like, isn't because of the drama, but it is because like he's Peter Weber 2.0. But I will say, we'll get into it when we, do, you know, what, let's just kind of segue yeah, this in, into the segue recap. On in. Yeah. yeah. Segue on in. Um, the one thing that I will give Clayton that I think kind of separates him from Colton and Peter and all of that is I do think he was getting, there were a lot of tweets about him, like not being good during hometowns, whatever. I watched the conversation between Rachel's dad and um, Clayton again. And cause I wanted to understand like why people were so critical of him. Mm-hmm. I really think he handled it perfectly fine. Her yeah. dad was like, kind of being a dick to him, which is fine. Yeah. I actually don't stand behind a lot of the criticism Rachel's dad is getting. I really liked Rachel's dad, yeah. but, but he was being hard on him. And I, and I don't think Clayton fumbled that bad. Like I think no, he gave I was, good answers. I was yeah. expecting much worse. I tweeted before he had the conversation with her dad and was like, Clayton has never answered a tough question. Well, like basically. Yeah. And then like, he actually did better than I thought he would considering. And and I think honestly, it probably helped that he went in knowing like this man has never liked anyone. 
And if he doesn't right. like me, it's really not me. You know, like yeah. if he doesn't like Clayton, he's never liked anybody. And so it's not personal. It's just, he's a very protective person. Um, right. I thought he handled it fine. Like when her dad was asking him questions like, oh, well, you know, Rachel's super ambitious. She wants to be a pilot. How are you going to handle that if she wants to live in Europe? Clayton is like, we're going to go where it makes sense for her job. And I was like, and I think that's a great answer for a number of reasons. I, I said the same thing about my boyfriend's job because I work remote and he does not. Um, But I think a lot of times that expectation does fall on the female in the relationship in a heterosexual relationship. Yeah. And I, I like that Clayton was just like, yeah, if she needs to live in Europe for a year for work, then I'll move to Europe for a year. Like, right. I, I like that it wasn't just like, oh, well, my job's in Missouri. So she has to live in Missouri. No, totally. Yeah. Like, I mean, I thought he did a good job. I mean, I think my critique of him, and I know you agree, is not, it. it's like, honestly, meeting the parents, like he did well. The parents all yeah. liked him. Even Rachel's dad was not hateful, just right. kind of skeptical and whatever. Um, I mean, I just, I just hated, you know, how long the Shanae shit went on. Um, the shit with Sarah, the last few episodes was fucking annoying because like, I mean, ultimately he did the right thing, um, in getting, in sending her home, but like it just, every, every bit of drama just this season has felt like it dragged and dragged and dragged. And it wasn't, um, it like, and we've talked about Shanae as a villain before, like it's not, the kind of camp villains we've seen in the past where we're like, Oh, kind of an icon for that. She was like genuinely a bad person. (laughs) So like, it wasn't like fun to watch. It was just like, this is upsetting. You know, I was thinking about it and I was like, why is it that some seasons, um, like Michelle's, for example, like she sent home the drama so early that it was boring, but then Clayton kept the drama for so long that we were like, okay, this is tired. And I was like, where's that, where's that sweet spot? And I think the sweet spot isn't necessarily how long the people stay around. It like depends on the connection the lead has with them because it's like people like, like Ari, when he kept Crystal for a really long time. I never felt like he kept Crystal for too long. And I think it's because Ari and Crystal had a connection. So it was interesting to watch, even though she was being terrible. Totally. Versus Clayton, it was like, okay, I don't even think you like Shanae. No, that's how I felt with, I mean, Ben and Courtney, who I talked about last episode, like uh, he did like her, but like there wasn't a connection. He just liked her because she was super hot. And so watching it was frustrating because it was like, which often happens with the villain. Honestly, I think Shanae is an example. She's, she's stunning. She's really pretty. And I think it was like, you keep them because you're like, but they're hot. (laughs) It's like the male brain. The male brain is fascinating. Um, Victoria Fuller. We'll get to her. Oh my God. She's a topic tonight. But yeah, it just, it like, I just, this season has dragged for me. I felt frustrated with him a lot. I feel like he... Also, he doesn't believe people except like with the Sarah thing last week. It's like he believed that because Rachel told him and he loves Rachel. But like for some yeah. reason, when it was Elizabeth, he that wasn't enough for him or, and even when, or whatever. Right. And even when the other girls were like kind of telling him and hinting, it didn't matter because like the person who the information came from wasn't someone that he like was obsessed with. And in this case, I just felt like Rachel said it and he believed her, which she was correct. So I'm glad he believed her, but I was right. like, why do you give, you don't give that to anybody else. Like you only well, give it to certain I feel number like, of people. 
That kind of makes sense to me, though. Again, like, this is not really in defense of Clayton so much as it is just, like, general commentary about people. Like, if someone I don't care that much about, who I don't have that strong a connection with, tells me that someone that I do kind of like... Yeah, that's true. Is, isn't a great person that I'm kind of like, okay, like, all right, you know, yeah. versus like if, if Ben said to me like, oh, this guy's not a good dude, someone I really love and respect, I'd be like, oh, they must not be a good dude, you know? So yeah. I think it, I think it that's being true. Rachel is impactful, not because Clayton has blinders on, but because Rachel is someone that he has a connection with and he loves and respects versus like Elizabeth and Mara, he hardly knew. Right. Very true. That's very true. I don't, yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. I agree with that. I don't know. I get, I just have been really frustrated with him. I think he's been really, (laughs) a really disappointing bachelor. I think like all the women are too good for him at this point that's how yeah. I feel I he like had a great group of women he sent he sent Serene home and I was like she deserves better like I was like right like congratulations to, I was like see you in paradise where you're gonna meet your soulmate like I was like this is like you know it's like almost beneath all of them I feel that way with Gabby I feel that way with all of them I'm like he is so boring yeah and it, that's why I consider him pilot peep 2.0 because that's how I felt with him I was like none of these he's he's so he's just such a loser like he's such a loser and now he's like pilot beat is like on bumble now <laughs> like, like being like a former bachelor but like dude <laughs> yeah, you can't this man gets no play like <laughs> imagine being the bachelor and like okay it doesn't work out that happens to a lot of people but like imagine being the bachelor and then like not even being able to be on Raya. Like you've got to be on Bumble with the rest of the peasants. Literally. I can't even imagine seeing like contestants of the show on a dating app. Like the lead. Like the lead. That's embarrassing. (laughs) So anyway, all that being said, we've kind of given a little bit of the debrief of the hometown episode, but it was the hometown episode. Um, Very classic staple. Uh, Things to note, Susie does jujitsu and rocks at it. Um, Gabby's great. Hopefully beats Clayton up before the end of the yeah, season. Like she better. And <laughs> Gabby's grandfather should be part of the franchise permanently. He should run for president. Uh, he should be the president. I don't know. I mean, anything that he decided to do, I mean, would be totally acceptable to me. The two things about Gabby's grandpa. One, if you know me, you know that I am very close with my grandfather and watching Gabby's hometown brought such a smile to my face because it was a very similar dynamic to uh, myself and my own grandfather. And the part that fucking killed me is when Clayton like wanted to embarrass her by sharing what her limo entrance was. And she was like, oh my God, this is my family. And if you guys don't remember her limo entrance was that she had a pillow with Clayton's face on it. And she said, if my feet get tired tonight, I want to sit on your face. Which is hilarious, frankly, so funny. And some people in her family were like, oh my God. And her grandpa was like, I think that's hilarious. And I was like, <laughs> that was, was that part. Oh my God. I was so arguably the most mad I've been at Clayton all season is when that's the first thing he brought up to her family. <laughs> like, aren't you scared? Like my boyfriend is so petrified of my dad. We're staying with my parents in two weeks, by the way, they've met one time for like five minutes. Like he has no reason to be scared, scared of my dad. My dad's not a scary man. Like I don't arguably he's don't a, have he's a, scary a dad. literal like, man of God. He's like literally the nicest guy, but my boyfriend is like petrified of him. Um, and he was like, 
I was like, yeah, we're going to go stay with my parents in a few weeks. And he was like, okay, um, we're going to sleep in different rooms. Right. And I was like, no, it's fine. And he was like, are you sure? <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with you? And Clayton's like, yeah, yeah. Gabriella said that she wants yeah. to sit on my face. Clayton, like is, immediately after the handshakes and nice to be for my boyfriend to enter the room. <laughs> after, um, <laughs> immediately after the handshakes and nice to meet you, Clayton is like, she wanted to sit on my face. Like, what the fuck, dude? And she be was like, cool. oh my God, like mortified. Obviously, her family is, they rock. So they were like, ah, ha, ha. Uh, and then her dad, like, love actually her, which was so funny because, like, Clayton didn't even come out until after he left. <laughs> Like he was like, I don't care about that fucker at all. Like, I don't, I don't give a shit. Daddy, um, dad was like, drive away before he can see me. Like it was so awesome. I also just loved like her family just reminded me of mine. I and like them. Gab, like her, she posted afterward a picture of her and her grandfather. And she was like, um, like, thank you so much for like the love about my grandpa. I wish you guys could have seen my grandma. Like if you guys loved him, like imagine the woman he was married to for so long uh, and like all the stuff. And it was just so sweet. And like, when he was explaining to her grandfather that he loves like that she's got such a great sense of humor she makes him laugh he was like has she always and he was like been a wing nut yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was so he's so funny like I don't know just his like willingness to make fun of her and like you know joke around and just so cute like such a great dynamic and it felt like a often we don't see and we'll get into later the actual topic of the episode, but we often don't see genuine family connections. We see a lot of very like put on, like we see a lot of the conversations that are just like, what's, what are your intentions with my daughter? Right. And with him, it just felt like, yeah, you guys are like actually really close. And that was really nice. Has she always been a wingnut? Yeah. 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 She has. So, um, yeah, love him 10 out of 10. And then, um, there's Serene's hometown, which for all intents and purposes goes well. They do like an obstacle course. Yeah. Um, and Clayton is petrified. And then Serene's brother is a, is a, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, if it's PC is a smoke show. Um, (laughs) I know that there was some controversy around that word around the term around the term. He is very, very handsome. Serene's brother should be the bachelor. Yeah. There were calls for that on Twitter. They were like Serene's brother for bachelor. And I was like, true true <laughs> he was fine like he, he's very attractive and he has like a southern accent oh yeah he was 10 out of 10 um respectable which makes Nothing sense really interesting happens serene though. serene is one of the most beautiful women i think i've ever seen in my life oh so yeah it makes sense that her brother would also be just like one of the most beautiful men i've seen in my life like both of them beautiful beautiful people but there were and calls then, for her to be bachelorette too which makes total sense because but this total. is my thing this is my thing I love Serene. I think she's great. I think if she were to be the bachelorette, she'd be stunning, phenomenal, amazing. Totally. That being said, I think she will fall a little, if she were to be the bachelorette, would fall a little bit into Michelle's syndrome of being such a perfect person that it's kind of a boring watch. Yeah, I can see that. Part of the thing that I love about bachelorettes is like, even the ones that I've deemed like amazing, amazing women, like Rachel Lindsay and Jojo, like they're still kind of messy. Like Rachel Lindsay still did some like messy shit and that's what made for good TV versus like Michelle is so poised and it was just kind of boring. And I feel like Serene would be that again. And then we've got like total end of the spectrum, Hannah Brown, who was such a hot mess that she had one of the best seasons of the show ever. Right. Well, Um, that's why 
I'm personally team Gabby for Bachelorette. Now I think she'd be a nice mix. She'd be a JoJo. She'd be a Rachel. Yeah. She's so fun. She's seemingly like normal. We would get to see her grandpa more. No misses (laughs) for me. Now, that being said, I was a team Katie Thurston for Bachelorette and we saw how that turned out. So our taste is, is, you know what, you know what, don't hold it against me if I'm totally wrong, but I, I think either of them will be good Bachelorettes. I think both of them would be good Bachelorettes. Um, I think both of them would also be really good on Paradise. I just hope that we see them again. I hope that we see them again. But I, I actually, think right. I think Gabby's mess, like, like not mess even, but just like, she's quirky. And I feel like she would have a bit of that, like back and forth that right. we like, like I, which none of this is to say that I didn't enjoy Michelle's season. I think Michelle is great. Oh, I just think she was one of the best. I just think there's something like at the end of the day, like five years from now, like when we talk about greatest seasons, like we're still talking about Caitlin Bristow. We're still talking about Jojo. Five years from now, I don't know that we're going to be talking about Michelle. Or to be honest, I don't know that we're going to be talking about Tasha because they're so perfect that they I'll just- also say for both of them, the way that both of them were placed time-wise, like just based on where they put their seasons was such a fucking disadvantage already. That's true. That's like Michelle true. was put at the end of a marathon of seasons where we were Correct. already tired, which is why now with Clayton, we're even more tired. Like, it's just like, I, I do think- they were like such good bachelorettes, but they also were so disadvantaged by the fact that they were basically thrown in during the off season, during the time when we normally don't watch the show. Right. That's true. (laughs) And then we were like watching the show and it was just too much. We were so overwhelmed. And I feel like as a franchise, they thought the more that they could put out the better because of COVID and everything. But in reality, it was just like, it just got to be so exhausting, which we talk about all the time. Um, And I feel with Taysha, her placement was the same, but it wasn't after a marathon, but she was the call in after Claire. Claire. So it was like a similar type of thing where it was like, you know, we had to watch all these shitty episodes of Claire. The morale was so low. And then we had to watch Tasha have a full season in less time. Right. Which was frustrating for her. I'm sure. Something I, not this episode, we have another topic to talk about, but like in a future episode or like people who are listening, if you want to comment on our post or something, I want to know in theory, what makes you guys think the franchise is going downhill? Because I think it could be attributed to any number of things. But like, when I think about kind of the golden era of this franchise, when it was at like, it's most popular, the most people were watching it. Mm-hmm. It's like Ben Higgins, Nick Vile, Jojo, Rachel Lindsay, Caitlin Bristow. Like that's kind of like the golden age of the, totally. of the Bachelor franchise. Totally. But, the people aren't any better or worse than they used to be. The men are oh. still stupid. The women are still too good for them. Like, I I, I think it's a, an interesting discussion of like, what do we think is, is, is it the fact that they're airing so many seasons a year that it just yeah. creates burnout? Like if they were only having one bachelor, one bachelorette and paradise a year, would we still feel this way? You know? Yeah. It's almost, I think a lot of it too. And like you said, like we can totally dive way deeper into this because I'm sure both of us could talk about this for about 11 hours. Patreon episode coming soon. 11 hours. This is what I'm doing. (laughs) It's like, it's like 24 hour plays, but it's a 24 hour podcast episode. (laughs) Uh, We'll raise money for a charity. I don't care. Um, No, I think also like they're trying to, a lot of it is like, they're trying to do more of the same, which in theory should work, but almost does the opposite. Like with right. Clayton as the choice for The Bachelor, it's like, this should make sense, 
but it like doesn't, you know, it's like, but we still, but we don't like you, you know? So (laughs) I don't really know. Um, I think there's a lot of factors. I think you're right. But I think it like, it is interesting to watch because it's just going so downhill. I think it's a mix of two things in my personal opinion. We can get into this at a later date, but I think it's a mix of two things. I think it's a mix of burnout. They're airing too many seasons a year and also social media. Like when that kind of golden age of the bachelor was airing, it was like social media was a thing, but influencing wasn't. So it was like, Mm -hmm. people would go on the show and like, yeah, it was cool to follow them afterward, but they weren't like hawking like, oh, brand deals. Did you see everybody's Ruggable ad yesterday? Everyone oh and their God. mom did a Ruggable ad. <laughs> no, I can't but... believe we weren't asked to do a Ruggable ad after all the <laughs> shit that I saw. My whole feed was people from The Bachelor being like, Ruggable. Like, okay, I get it. Oh you like your God. rug. <laughs> but I think, like, that's the thing. It's like when, like, I remember it was a huge deal when, like, JoJo was, like, one of the first people to hit a million after her season yeah. aired. And it was like, yeah, it was fun to follow these people after their season aired and kind of keep up with them. But they weren't hawking all these like products and stuff. So I think it was like social media was a thing and it was enough to gain popularity, but not enough to annoy people. And, and yeah, people, I think at the time went on the show with like legitimate careers and professions that they often returned to after versus now it's a gateway to, to become an influencer basically. Yeah. Which is basically what everyone does afterwards too. Right. Um, So, no, I think that's totally true. I also think it means when there is an off season, which there isn't, you're still taking in so much bachelor content. Like if you 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 follow them or if you follow anybody who comments on it, like you're, even if there's not a season going on, you're seeing constantly these people. There's Um, no time to miss it. No, which is like, which is one because they've just programmed us back to back to back to back to back. But it's also like, even when there's not a season, you're just constantly taking Consuming. in, you're taking in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and before you had to like buy a people magazine to see any of these people, like, <laughs> like, like right now, now it's like, you have to, you know, the second you open your phone, at least for me, because I always, my toxic trait is that I'll follow someone if I really like them and then I regret following them. Like, you know, four months later when they're like irrelevant and doing ads for Ruggable. Um, and then I'm like, why do I even follow this person? And why do I have to see everything that they do in their life? I don't care about them. And I think, but that, I think that's a big thing now because you just follow anybody. That's true. And I think not to get like so far down the rabbit hole, the subject yeah, we so weren't far planning on talking. Hole. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this should just be our topic. Yeah. But who do you think is the most egregious with social media, like ads? Cause I have my answer of like, with so ads. clear in my heart, like the most like, and this person is in a bachelor relationship too. Like they didn't just like leave the show and, and single and, and start doing this. I don't know. I often unfollow people. I don't know if she's the most egregious with ads, but the person I had to unfollow because I hated her content was Hannah G. Um, <laughs> I got I still follow so, Hannah G, but I don't know why. I got so tired. Um, and she's with Dylan, who I love. Like, like I loved their relationship on Paradise. Like there's there's really no reason for me not to like her but I just got tired. Like I was like, I can't watch your shit anymore. You're driving me crazy. So that's, that's, I don't know. I don't think it's because she did too many ads. I think I just didn't. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, no, I can't look at this. Mine. Anymore. It like that was kills mine. me. Cause I love her. Like, I think she's an amazing person, amazing personality, but she is just like too in it for the bag. Serena P. That's true. It's, it's like, it's to the point where like some of them make sense. Like she does the standard, like ruggable, like the ones that they all do. Yeah. She posted 
I kid you not, everyone. She posted maybe like two weeks ago, made no sense in her feed. It was like a screenshot of like an iPhone app game. The post got like, literally this woman has 696,000 followers. The po- It's gone now, but the post got like under a thousand likes because I I'm pretty sure people thought her account got hacked. Yeah. People who are like, what is, what are girl? What are you posting? What are you but doing? Like, What's wrong? No, it was not. It was not a hacker situation. She genuinely posted that. That's terrible. Yeah. They just get, they just, it all, ha- it always happens, especially now with so many of them get clothing deals and they'll yeah. be like, this is my deal with, so look at what they sent me. And it's like, this isn't even like influencing because like, I can't afford that. So I'm not influenced to go buy it. <laughs> and then it's just basically them getting free shit. <laughs> it's annoying. <laughs> like, I mean, happy for them. Yeah. If I got free shit, I'd be fucking thrilled. But like, it's, it's annoying. I think often, cause you follow people while they're on a season. Cause you like their personality. And then six months later, it ends up just being an ad page for different brands. Correct. So that's a big thing, but that's not the topic today somehow. And that being said, so yeah, Serene has her hometown and then we go to Rachel's hometown, which we kind of talked about like her dad basically, um, you know, she, they're going and Rachel says, my dad has never liked anyone that I've dated. The motorcycle brigade is outside my apartment. Sorry if you hear that. <laughs> and Clayton is like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. And like her mom even says it to her. She's like, he doesn't like anybody, whatever. Um, and then we meet Tony big tone and like yeah he's like skeptical but also I mean I think that there is a level of like you know dad like this weird I don't know I always feel weird when dads are so protective of their daughters that they're like I will hate you no matter what yeah um I'm like you don't own her you know like weird misogyny weird outdated okay but I you think know, they selling, made him sound like pig. he was going to be worse than he was. <laughs> they totally did. Cause I think going in, it's like with her and her mom being like, yeah, he hates everyone. Da, da, da. He was asking Clayton genuine questions that anybody I think would ask based on the fact that, you know, your daughter met this guy on a TV show right. and you're skeptical of the fact that he's dating three other people. Like I really didn't have an issue with the questions he was asking and his skepticism. I tweeted, I was like, honestly, I have a lot in common with him. Immediately mistrusting Clayton is very relatable to me. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, you know, he asked like pretty good questions and I think Clayton did a fairly good job answering them. Yeah. I don't really, that's, that's coming from us. Uh, yeah. which I mean, we, we are considered apologists, but no, I think, but I, but I also think it's fun to hate him because that's how it started. Like, that's how the season started. It was like, oh, we don't want him. We hate him. Okay. And, and like, I get it, but it's also like, mm, he's like, not like certain things. Like he's not Peter Webbering. He's not like yeah. completely fumbling the ball. Right. Um, but that being said, that's kind of hometowns, uh, very standard. And of course, they air out of order. I heard that Gabby's filmed first. Like uh, they yeah. air out of order. I don't know where Rachel's actually aired, but it is a common trend that the person that they pick gets aired last. And there's a controversial person. I genuinely am spoiler free. I do not know who he yeah. picks. I don't know who wins. I don't know who wins either. I did see a spoiler, but it's not for who wins. <laughs> However, based on seasons past, like 
I think Lauren Bushnell, I think like all these different people who win, they get aired last. There's some person in their family, Cassie Randolph, that the, the family doesn't like. And it's like, it's very predictable, which leads me to believe he picks Rachel simply because they edited her hometown to be controversial. I mean, also like the edit she got for her one-on-one date. I mean, everything yeah. that she's gotten is just like all signs point to um, her winning. So... So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think she's very, uh, not very clearly. I mean, you never know, but I think that he will most likely choose her. That being said, Mike Fleiss was like historic announcement. No one knows how it ends. Not even Clayton. And we're all like, okay. <laughs> oh my God. Cause all that means to me is, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I just poked my cat in the eye. Um, all that means to me is he's probably Peter Webering and like, chooses someone and then backtracks and chooses someone else backtracks and then picks Genevieve. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> Genevieve, come back. Uh, so that's all that means to me. me. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so that's, that yeah. brings us to our topic for today, which is not the downfall of the bachelor franchise. Shockingly. Um, our topic is best and worst bachelor families that we have seen during hometown visits. We've got some honorable mentions, We've got some actor families. We're, you know, we've got it all laid yeah. out for you. Oh, yeah. And I think we should kick it off on a positive note with the bests. Yes, the bests are are the least exciting to talk about, but also let's, you know what? Let's do, let's change it up and not be haters. <laughs> Kayla and I. <laughs> let's Rough. not hate. Yeah. Rough. So. Uh, so I guess, and you know what, one of the like pillars this podcast was founded upon is just that we love to talk about Tasha's parents. Oh, I will talk about Tasha's parents in any context, no matter if anybody asked. I don't care. Bring them back. Nobody wanted to know. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about it. They rock. They should host. They should host. I still believe that. Um, yeah, they rock. They're the sweetest, cutest people alive. All I will ever remember is like her dad scootering during one of her hometowns and oh me being God. like, this is the happiest this man has ever been. And her brother is an icon. I mean, just an iconic family. Truly, truly, truly beautiful. Um, so beautiful. Tasha's parents, that being said, Michelle's parents, another pillar. Oh, I mean, like really amazing when on their own season, like on the season when they weren't the lead, but you meet them, you're like, God, I, I fucking love these people. I hope I see them again. And then they're the bachelorette and you're like, thank God you're here. You know, (laughs) Michelle's was really welcome. They were really wish fulfillment for Michelle though, because like sometimes like with Tasha's parents, like we met them Colton season. We were like, yeah, we really like them. But then we only saw them like twice during Tasha's season. Michelle's parents were on consistently. They were like, they were like billing. They were like supporting roles at that point. Like <laughs> I loved it. I was like more. Give they, me we more. saw more of them than Caitlin and Taisha. Like, like they basically were the hosts and I was not complaining about it. My only complaint about them was that they loved Brandon. And I was like, mm, that's false. <laughs> you guys didn't really mm, though. Did you? That's wrong. Uh, um, so that being said, an honorable deep dive mention for best parents is Jojo Fletcher's mom. Um, I don't know how many people watch Jojo season. If you haven't, or not Jojo season, it would be Ben Higgins season when she was a contestant in her hometown. Um, in the episode, the way it was kind of aired was that like before Ben and Jojo walked into the house, her mom was just like chugging a bottle of wine, like from the bottle. 
And it was kind of like edited to be like, Jojo's family is so fun and so wild. And then like Jojo and Jordan, like when they started their YouTube channel for a hot minute, which I like actively miss, like I used to watch those videos. Um, her parents were in it one time and her mom was talking about it. And she was like, I was so nervous. I'm so shy. Like I had never, I never thought I'd be on TV. And I was so nervous that they, that like her brother or somebody that was there was like, mom, like chug the wine. And she was like, and I didn't realize that they had started rolling and that they were catching it. And like, yeah. So it was really cute. Legend. But when aired on Ben Higgins season, she was just like chugging a bottle of wine straight from the bottle. Which is iconic. And me as a mom, if I had to meet my daughter's boyfriend on television. Right. And when you're Um, like shy and don't want to be on TV. Yeah. I mean, I'm not shy, but I would still do it. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah. And then also Rachel Lindsay's parents who I love. And then after reading her book, I like love even more. And I think that they're like iconic. So 10 out of 10. I have not finished Rachel Lindsay's book. I need to. Um, but every time I used to listen to an audiobook during work, I realized it was because I like had nothing else to do versus now, like I'm doing right now, I have to keep like eagle eyes on a dog and it's causing me to zone out. Yeah, totally get that. I haven't finished it, but, um, it is quite good. And you know, in the off season, we'll do an, we'll do a book club episode. So we'll everybody, book club episode, recap if, you haven't, if you haven't read it or listened to it, download it and get on it. Cause we're going to talk about it. Perfect. Um, but her parents are, they rock. That was such a, that was an ad actually paid ad for, a, for Rachel, Rachel Lindsay's, Lindsay's book. book. Um, no, just kidding. Okay. Anyway. So that, that's the top. Do you notice that they're all like the parents of women? Just want to make that comment. Right. Let's just, let's <laughs> like, just throw that out there. Like very quickly, just want to point out no men on this franchise. Not that any of them have bad parents. They don't make the top four most notable. Interesting. Notable Interesting. in a good way. All notable the worst in a good ones way. are <laughs> notable. bachelor moms. Are yes, notable. And in we're gonna kick some off type of way. with. You already know who we're gonna kick off the worst bachelor parents with. I don't think. I don't think she needs any introduction. We already spent a whole episode on her. This is just. This is like the sequel. This is just the footnote. Barb the squeakwool. <laughs> Sweet Nums the Squeakle. Um, <laughs> Sweet Nums the Squeakle. Uh, yeah, it's obviously Peter's mom. Obviously Peter Weber's mom. There's like not even a fucking contest. <laughs> this woman is cuckoo bananas and I love watching her on TV. She needs a reality show. I mean- Bring her home. home. Bring her home to us. That's what love stories are made out of. And God has placed her there for you. Bring her home. Bring her home to us. <laughs> Most haunting words I've ever heard in my life. Um, about, for, about no less than Hannah Ann. About Hannah Ann, it, who is hot and nice. Also, uh, please let me know, like, if ever, if anyone else agrees with this. I texted Emily this when I was kind of drunk, but, like, I mean it. Hannah Ann is now dating a guy who is on the LA Rams. Um I'm pretty sure he's a backup, which is like yeah. not me trying to slam Hannah Ann's boyfriend. It's so very cool to be on an NFL team. Like I'm not like slamming like that won the Super Bowl, like dope, but right. Like that's so cool. But like, she literally posts about him. Like he is the quarterback of the LA Rams. Um, anyways, so she like all of her posts have the vibe of like Christian girl from your hometown who, but like somehow they made it big, you know, like they're not 
they're not hawking it works on your Facebook messenger. Like she has a platform, but like she literally at the Super Bowl parade for the LA Rams posted a picture with her boyfriend on her story and, and wrote on it, his crazy matches mine. Babe, that your boyfriend me. just won the Super Bowl. And that's the best we can do. That reminds me of that meme of that girl with like an ice cream container on her head or like a bag of chips or something with two peace signs up. And the caption is, she's so crazy. I love her. <laughs> it's like It's like people just doing like normal stuff. Um, no, she's so. And honestly, she can she can get away with it. She could she just says anything. She could just say anything at all. And people are like, we love her. Oh, my God. Especially yeah. sweet names. Especially sweet nums. <laughs> sweet nums is like the toxic mom, though, that like never believes that her sons could do anything wrong because like multiple women who sweet nums has loved, like Hannah Ann, like Kelly, like she was obsessed with Kelly when they were dating, mm-hmm. have been like, yeah, Peter's kind of a piece of trash. And rather than believe for even a second that her son might be at fault, Peter, like her, his mom is just like, oh yeah, they're crazy. Yeah. What? Crazy. Like what? And like, I mean, listen, like she raised him. So I know that (laughs) part of the blame comes on her. If he's crazy, she's, (laughs) she was fearless and crazier than him. (laughs) She was his queen. (laughs) His crazy Um, matches hers. Matches hers. Yeah. Like she doesn't want to admit that he's crazy because that also means she's crazy, but we know her to be crazy. That we know to be true. Water is wet. The sky is blue. Sweet nums is a Looney Tune. (laughs) Um, so she obviously, obviously is top of the list. I mean, just the toxicity that's allowed from Peter Weber, who is boring and not hot, I think all comes from stems from his mom, allowing him to get away with way too much. The hottest thing about pilot Pete is that he's a pilot. Totally. And like, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but like, I really, truly mean it. I was on a flight recently that was experiencing turbulence, And I was like really scared for my life for a second. And then I thought pilot Pete can land a plane. Yeah. No, he does. It's like comforting. And he does every day. He's fucking stupid. So it's like, you know, if he can do it, I'm okay. This too shall pass. I'll survive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's nuts. She's nuts. That's it. Um, it. We should get paid by the minute for how much we talk about her. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's top of the list. And then who is next? We're going to talk about Colton's parents, but like, that's just obvious. Like they're like QAnon, like, yeah, they're like, (laughs) (laughs) they're like easy. They're like literally bigots. So it's like, what more to say? (laughs) Oh, oh dear. Um, It it speaks for itself. Yeah, it really does. Um, Yeah, they're, they're bigots, which he is too, but now he's engaged. So guys, every day. Yeah. Clayton is Clayton. Colton is engaged um, to his boyfriend, which I'm happy if he's happy. I hope this is a healthy relationship. I hope that he can live authentically in this relationship. That being said, I say the same thing about heterosexual couples who are like just experiencing dating for the first time. And then they get engaged and get married. And it's like, don't you want to be single a little bit? Like, don't you want to mess around a little bit? I kind of feel the same way about Colton because it's like, you just came out. Like you're just getting to live truthfully for the first time in your life. Like, and if you met your soulmate, then that's great. And I, and I love that for him. And I support that, but also like, don't you want to date a little bit? Like, don't you want to be a little bit of a slut now that you're like, I also 
Yeah, I, there's also something to be said. Like, I went to school in Kentucky, so I know a lot of people who, like, got married really young. Yeah. And it's like, even if you're with your soulmate, like, you guys know you can just date for a few years, right? Like, <laughs> like, right. like, and I know, and it doesn't, it's not always the case. I have friends who got married really young who dated their partners for five years. Like, so obviously not talking about them, but yeah. often people do get married really young and it's like after dating for like a year and it's like, you guys can keep dating. Like, you don't have to get married right now. Yeah. Um, and he's not, I'm not saying like, I mean, he is young, but I'm not saying he's getting married like supremely young for, you know, whatever is average, but like, you know, it is a new relationship and it's like, you can just keep dating that person and then eventually marry them. You know, very interesting. Very interesting. A lot happening. A Um, lot happening. And meanwhile, his parents are bigots. I mean, (laughs) it speaks for itself. So much mess. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a given that they are hated. Um, and then the last family is not really, it's not really real, dare I say. <laughs> oh my God. Um, it's not really a real it's family. It's not really a real family. And there's no actual valid critique of them because Victoria F., our prized jewel from Peter Weber's season, <laughs> during her hometown, there was often, there was a lot of speculation. There were a lot of memes. There were a lot of jokes. None of this was ever confirmed or denied. It honestly is probably not even true, but I love drama and I love rumors. Basically, when we met, you texted me this earlier today and I said, I didn't know about it. You go, yeah, it was confirmed. No, I said it wasn't confirmed. (gasps) Oh, I thought you said said it was never confirmed. (laughs) No, I thought you said it was. (laughs) No, it was never confirmed to be true. It was simply a meme for, or I meant to say it wasn't confirmed. Maybe I did say it was confirmed, but I didn't mean to. It, it, It was not confirmed ever, but, um, they we we go home for victoria's hometown they don't really show her family due to the fact that she obviously had a meltdown so that's most of her hometown was like her crying but when they do show her family they look nothing like her (laughs) and they're all sitting like five feet apart on couches like that absolutely was not victoria fuller's family (laughs) I, i i'm not sure about a lot of things but I pretty much can't be convinced that that was her family. Like, I'm so, so sure that she posted on Craigslist and was like <laughs> in need of four people to act like my parents and siblings. Thanks. Thanks in advance. To which I said, like when we were texting about this earlier, um, I said that I would pay actors to play certain members of my family. So like, I therefore can't, can't fault her because I would do the same. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know if Peter got to meet them. I'm pretty sure like she had such a meltdown that he like didn't even meet them because all the stills are, I don't even remember. I've blocked it out, but they're all like sitting there silently, like looking at each other, but like not talking. It's so, it was so funny. I remember watching, like, I do remember watching it and being like, they're not saying a word to each other. These people are not related. Like, (laughs) like, who the fuck are you guys? And none of them look like her. And none of them look like her. Like, that's the main thing. They're all like blonde. (laughs) <laughs> like very like light features and she is like brown hair like dark hair brown eyes like does not look anything like them I also it's possible she hired them it's also possible that like production showed up to the wrong house you know <laughs> <laughs> and that random family just went with it they were like yeah we are we are Victoria's family that's true we'd love to be on the bachelor on ABC love to be on the bachelor so that's a that's a um conspiracy theory but one that I do wholeheartedly subscribe to 
Uh, <laughs> I, do think, I do think it's true. Like, I don't think that those are people that she's related to, which is, <laughs> which I, I don't even know if I can rank them as worst parents. I think I rank them as actually best because and they're you're like so, not her parents because they're just like not her parents, which makes them icons and in it for the bag, <laughs> which I love. So that's Victoria F. I mean, she had all, she had her, all her issues anyway. So we didn't, I don't think ever meet them, but we did get to see them sit silently, which was hilarious. Um, and then the last one I want to talk about is also a deep cut and it's not best or worst. It's just funniest. And we need to return to this level. This is what the bachelor needs to be good again. Like we're talking about why is the bachelor falling off so much? This is why. So Jason Mesnick, who I think was season 13, went to a hometown with a woman named Naomi. And on the on her mom, Naomi's mother, on the way home in her car, hit a bird with her car. Which is like, whatever, you know, happens every day. Sorry to birds. Any birds who listen to this podcast, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and she gets home with, with the bird and insists that Jason helps them all to bury the bird in their backyard. And so his hometown date with Naomi is him and her whole family having a burial for a fucking bird. That shit, that's what we miss, ABC. That's what I need. I don't want mean parents or nice parents. I want kooky parents. Like, like, remember when on Ari season, Kendall Long had her hometown and she took him to the taxidermy shop she works at? Yeah. Oh my God. That's like so crazy. I forgot that. Also, another one that happened was Allie going home with Kirk and his dad was a taxidermist and his dad like took her through their home, which was all taxidermied animals. And all of them were like staring at her and she was like, Oh, and then Kirk went home. (laughs) She was like, no, (laughs) no, thank you. Like this show used to be good. You know, no one (laughs) in my boyfriend's family listens to this podcast, which is good, including my boyfriend. He's not supportive of my art. Um, (laughs) but like, he is a very normal family. Like I'm very lucky. I love his family. They're so great. I walked into his parents' basement for the first time. They've got like a lovely finished basement. There's a bar down there and there's like a taxidermied coyote Oh, or it's like a fox or something. Oh. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? And I asked Ben about it and he was like, yeah, it was a fox that my grandfather hit and felt really bad. And so he had it taxidermied and then it was in his office <gasps> for years. So it's like a, a 50 year old taxidermied fox slash coyote. And it's like in a perfectly lovely home. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, Ben, and he was like, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. And I was like, what? A reminder of a fox that you killed being made like, into an art piece. Like 50 <laughs> years ago now. Like 50 years ago. Yeah. And I, I mean, don't know how to politely say Ben. By 50 years later, this fox would be dead. It's okay to let it go. Let it go. Um, (laughs) That wouldn't be like the, the, you know, the final straw or anything, but I have a question then. So what would be, when you met Ben's parents, what would have been like, this is too much, we're not compatible? Like what would have been the like straw or the final shoe? Like something that they could have done? Yeah, something they could have done. Because, like, obviously, they're, like, wonderful, lovely, normal people. Thank God. Same yeah. with my boyfriend's parents. I'm, like, yeah, praise God. Is there anything you can think of? Yes. Or something you've seen on the show? Very clearly. Very clearly. Parents who kiss their adult children on the mouth. 
So true. <laughs> like, do not kiss your grown child on the mouth. I don't no. care if it's... And people are like, 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 oh, do you only mean father, son? No, I mean mothers and daughters. I mean mothers and sons. I mean fathers and daughters. It's all disgusting. Mothers, mothers and it. sons is definitely the worst. That's sweet nums and Peter energy, which I do not claim. <laughs> they they <laughs> like each other a little tongue. They, and yeah, and they use tongue and sometimes boob grabs. Like, <laughs> Like, I do not need that. No, that would, that would like, absolutely. My dad sometimes. <laughs> the best image too is like you walk in with them first time meeting the parents. You're like, it's so nice to meet you. They kiss Ben on the mouth and then give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> my dad like sometimes kisses my cheek and even that kind of weirds oh, me out. No. Even that no. kind of gives me the ick. Like, don't. Like, don't get get away from me. I don't even know you. You're just some I, guy. <laughs> yeah, no. Parents that kiss their adult children on the mouth, I think, is very bizarre. Um, parents who like, I think there's a healthy amount of like jokes that you can make with your kid of like they're an adult, they have sex, like that's fine. Yep. But like Blake Moyne's mom giving Katie a vibrator, ick. Oh no, ick. That one. I had a boyfriend whose mom gave him like a huge like party pack of condoms for Christmas. And like, I found out about it and I was like, that makes me so uncomfortable. Like, right, like, I, think <laughs> like I think it's healthy to accept like, that your children have sex. And I think that's great. Right. Like, I think there's a certain amount of like responsibility that comes when your child is growing up of like teaching totally. them about sex, making sure they're having safe sex. Like, I think that's great. I think it's another thing to be like, here, son's girlfriend, I want you yeah. to think about my son while you use this. Like, yeah. Is, no, it's that's like, insane. it's the difference between like, because honestly, condoms are like a practical gift. I, I I can't complain. The only reason I thought it was weird is right. I was like six, I was like 16 at the time. And I was like, ah, <laughs> wait, that boyfriend. Yes. Um, mortifying. Anyway, like if I were an adult woman and my boy, like if my boyfriend, my current boyfriend's mom did that, I'd be like, what a down bitch, you know, but like, like, that's like, kind of funny. Yeah. like when I was like a young teen, like my first relationship ever, I was like mortified that she would even think that that was happening. Cause like it wasn't uh, oh now that <laughs> I know anyway. the context that makes it even funnier. Yeah. No, um, it's so weird. What's but, yours. So mine is kissing adult children on the mouth. I what's mean, yours. That would give you like an instant ick. If, if I knew I should have parents did it. I should have thought about this like before, just like asking you kissing on the mouth is like a really bad one. Um, and people do it. Yeah, they do. I don't, I don't know if I really like, I mean, there's definitely. <laughs> I mean, honestly, as like both of us are dating, like the only boy in their families, mm -hmm. like the over mothering that only boys often get like freaks me out. And I think it, part of that is like yeah. maybe kissing on the mouth, but also like in any circumstance, like I, like, I love my boyfriend's parents. I feel so lucky that they like rock, but I was like horrified to meet them. Cause I was like, what if he's one of those like only boys whose mom is like, this boy can do no wrong. He's perfect. And like, I, I love him and I hate anybody who loves him. That's not me. You know what I mean? Like we see a lot yeah. of that now and I'm like, like boy mom, but it's like so toxic. And you're like, okay, relax. We like, know a boy mom who's going to head down that path as, as her sons get older. Yep. Absolutely. And it like, it like freaks me out. And that honestly would have been a huge red flag because it's like, it's also, it reflects that like, they don't like you. Cause they're like, nobody will ever love my son as much as I do. And it's like, okay, like <laughs> then I guess I shouldn't be dating him. Like, 
so freaky so freaky and it goes along with the kissing on the mouth thing but um that I think would be a huge red flag for me instant ick instant ick like uh get a hobby uh like (laughs) start playing tennis stop baby oh my god 25 year old son um sell beach body on demand call out um so yeah no i uh i think that as women who date men it it can be scary out there meeting their parents i think there's a lot of risk and i know that you know men who date women have the risk too like we saw like sometimes dads are really overprotective too yeah so i know that that's a thing like it does in a way it does go both ways but the over like overindulgent mothering often freaks me out um but and the and like giving a sex toy is really bad to to the partner of your child. Right. Giving one to your child is also weird, but giving like a sex toy to your child's partner and being like, have fun. It's like, oh, are you a cool mom or are you a creep? Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like is this cool and fun or is this abnormal? Let's think on it. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyways, that's it. That's the best that's and parents, worst bachelors, bachelor families. Family in our parents, opinion. In our if opinion. We, if we forgot anyone, please let us know. I would love to know who your guys' um, contributions are. Yeah. And I think we need to bring back not mean or nice parenting. I think we need to bring back the eclectic parents of Bachelor people. <laughs> like, the screens do need to be done on, like, are your parents weirdos? And then if they're weirdos, they should make it to the top four. Because, like, watching The Burial of the Bird one of the best moments in television history. Like that's what we're missing. That's what we're missing. Sorry. If you, you know? can hear a motorcycle, um, go on outside. It's cause I live in Indiana and that's all anyone knows how to drive here. <laughs> it's Ben. <laughs> He's like um, cruising. <laughs> it's Ben. He had a midlife. Uh, we're working through it. <laughs> Literally. Everyone's um, on motorcycles. Guys, I saw a literal tumbleweed in the street the other day on a main road. <laughs> right on can't wait to visit right right next to the mire <laughs> just perfect oh i love it here like <laughs> guys when emily's here my poor neighbors they won't know what would hit them so sorry everyone my poor sorry, dog sorry in advance sorry to your dog in advance um he's pissed uh because i am not feeding him right now so and that's a good place to wrap up. good place to wrap up but yeah this is this is just honestly an honest look at parenting within and outside of the bachelor from, from two people without from two children people. who are unsure if they'll ever have any yeah who are unlikely to ever be mothers like like <laughs> thank you for listening um anyway that being said hoping you're liking the new format hopefully we will be back again in two weeks and not keep putting it off like the little bitches we are although women tell all is next week so maybe we do need to report we'll yeah. plan that um yeah. <laughs> that's none of your business it's our business <laughs> Whether we get do our job is none of your business. It's I like how concerned. I like how we um, record the conversation and then say it's none of your business. Yeah. Why are you even listening right now? <laughs> um, so with that said, we'll be back whenever we're back. I really can't make any promises. <laughs> but hopefully soon. Um, please like our podcast please give us a good review uh please follow our podcast please follow our instagram at don't insult my podcast and we'll see you when we see you that's for sure (laughs) bye